0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, Hello, everyone. It's your favourite podcast host, here, Joe Redman. Just letting you know that the Talksport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. With mixed market bet builders, in-play betting and a selection of welcome offers, make sure your Premier League is spent with BetVictor's premier betting app. 18 plus. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us. Cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bringing down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. So the Clarets finally have their first points of the season after a 1-1 home draw with Leeds United. But there's a lot of talking points this week as the Clarets capture Corny and Connor Roberts flies in from Swansea. You're listening to or watching Turfcast Podcast. Yeah, hello everyone. Thank you for joining me on the latest episode of Turfcast Podcast. I am, of course, on my own again, unfortunately, but it is looking like it's probably going to be the last one. Um, those who are regular listeners or watchers will have heard me sort of like ask um, for, for people to help out a bit. I'm sort of like um, planning on doing sort of like, uh, rather than just being me and another person, uh, sort of like a panel show sort of vibe uh, on a few things um such as the, the the post-match reaction shows uh which i've wanted to start doing since the start of the season really so um there's been a few people getting in touch so i'm going to do this last one on my own uh, and then after that i'm gonna i'm gonna try and uh, use some of the people that have been in touch so big shout out to everyone who's been in touch thank you um i'm thinking of collabing with some other pages as well um so um i haven't dm'd any yet um but i'm sure i will do um, so fingers crossed we can get some good stuff going um, over the next few weeks. Um, we've got the Everton game coming up, but thankfully we've got an international break this week. I say thankfully, I'd obviously rather be watching Burnley. Uh, it just gives me a bit of time to get things sorted uh, for the podcast, really. So, so yeah, that's why I decided to do this last one now, just get it out of the way on my own. To be honest, I've been enjoying doing it on my own, uh, to be fair, uh, and a few people I've seen in the, in the street, shout out to um, the Higsonator. I forgot your actual name, mate. Uh, I saw him at the Turf. Um, on when we play a lead Sunday? Um, and, and a guy in Tesco as well. Shout out to the guy in Tesco who came up to me and said, you know, I'm enjoying really what you're doing on Turfcast. I didn't catch your name, mate, but thank you, mate. Stuff like that means a lot. Um, and apologies if I'm, I am i might have looked a bit moody. I've said this before at the time. I have one of them faces when I'm concentrating where I just look moody. I wasn't. I was trying to open a cheese string for my little boy. Um, and to be honest, it was quite difficult. So that might have been why I looked um murder. um but as i said then in in the introduction um we're going to look at the leeds game i'm going to do the usual thing i'm going to give you my thoughts and i'm going to have a look at the video again and, and go over it i've not seen any of it since then i've even had arguments with leeds fans about these challenges without actually seeing these challenges um because i um hadn't seen it and i want to wait to get it all out for you guys and it to be all um what's the word um i don't know what the word i'm looking for um so like first reaction for you guys Um, That's basically what I want. Uh, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a shout out to all the patrons because it's the end of the month, so all the patrons have have all kindly, you know, carried on being patrons basically. Uh, So I want to give a shout out to them all um, because it's it's we're no sponsorship anymore. It's these guys that sort of like keep the podcast going. Um, So a big shout out to Tom Knock, Emma Wells, Paul Booth, Phil Tikiao. Apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, uh, according to his email address, he's from New Zealand. Uh, so apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But uh, Philip Wilcock, Jimmy Carpenter, everyone's a favourite American claret. Uh, Chris P, Quilty Barra, Neil Crosdale, Nathan Smith, Laura Briggs and Tom G. Uh, much love to all of you. Thank you very much. It is you guys that keep the podcast going. And if you do want to be a part of the official TurfCast Patreon, just head to turfcast.com. Nope, not, not that one. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Turfcast, and you can sign up there. Um, you get benefits such as early podcast release and 20% off at the shop, at the Turfcast shop, which at the minute um, doesn't actually have any stock in it, uh, but we are planning on, on, um, on getting more stock in it. And while we're talking of shops, actually, I do want to give a quick shout out to the lads over at Talk BFC. And they've kind of got going what I kind of want doing. They've got like loads of uh, lads running their page and stuff, sort of different people. That's the sort of vibe I want to go for those of you that are interested. Um, but they've opened their own shop. So big shout out to them. Um, people might think that, you know, we'd see them as a rival. None of that crap from me. I support everybody. Uh, and so if you want to have a look at their shop, uh, sorry, lads, I, um, I don't know your actual link to your shop. What you can do actually is you can go on their Instagram page. Uh, there's a link tree there. Uh, you'll click on the link tree. I presume it's going to be there when you click on it. If not, uh, yes, Talk BFC merch, it'll be there. Um, So that'll be it. You'll click on that and there, yeah, that's their store. So then you can go on there, have a look at their store. But if you want 10% off, this is the point I'm getting into. This is the point I'm getting to. If you want 10% off, use the code TurfCast10 at the Talk BFC shop if you want 10% off. But if you want 20% off the TurfCast shop when we have stock again, um, then sign up to the Patreon. You'll also get early podcast and vodcast release um, so yeah, big shout out to all the names I've just mentioned. And I say we've had no stock. That's because that bar runner. I've done it again. Wrong shoulder. The bar runner behind me I'll just pick it up. There. This mad thing, which you've all seen before, if you if you watch the podcasts, it sold like absolute hotcakes. Absolute hotcakes. That sold like I bought fifty. I think I bought, and they were all gone within two weeks. All gone within two weeks, and it's it, it sold out a lot quicker than I anticipated. So now I'm just left with a shop and no actual stock to fill it with but again i think my priority at the minute is getting more people to be on and help me out with turfcast so we're not just talking about it on my own and have people to to chat to and stuff um and like i said i want to do panel shows and stuff so that should be good um so that's a priority at the minute and then after that it's going to be looking at the um the shop and getting more stocking for the shop. So, so yeah, fingers crossed. So, shout out to all the patrons. Yeah, all the ones that are keeping the podcast going at the minute. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to send you loads of love every single week. Now, let's get into the Leeds game then. Let's stop messing about. Let's get into the Leeds game. Uh, Before I'm going to watch it in front of you all, um, my thoughts was we were unlucky. We should have won that game. Uh, we We were both unlucky and lacked quality. I felt like a game with that amount of possession and that amount of yeah, possession. And I was just going to say the amount of ball we had and how well we played. We should have won it. But it's the same old stuff, isn't it? If you have watched the 60-second review, you'll know what I'm going to say. But it's the same old thing, isn't it? It's all the ball without any quality. And I've noticed that Wood got a lot of stick after this game. Wood didn't do anything wrong. He didn't have a chance that he that he missed. The half the chance that he got, all right, it were hit at him and kind of like... I, I'm going to say bounced off him then. It didn't bounce off him. He angled his foot. He knew what he was doing. It was a striker's finish. Um, but there, there were no service to him again, like no chances created. Like we had all the ball, uh, all the possession. Uh, the stats will prove me wrong, but I'm saying like we had all these large spells of of when we had the ball and when we had possession, and spells when we were on top and with the better side. I'd say we were the better side for 35, 38 minutes of that first half, and then the better side throughout pretty much the entire second half until like the last 15. Even after we scored. We scored and we sat back. That's the problem. That's why we didn't win the game. It's the same old story, Burnley, isn't it? We scored and we sat back. However, I still think we were the better side for like 10 minutes after we got that goal. But then Leeds started turning it on. Uh, they started pressing us. I, th- I think another thing with that were tiredness as well. Leeds, they don't stop. They're relentless. Everyone knows how, how, how fit Be also get some. It's like we have a saying about you have to be dice fit. I think there's dice fit. And then there's Bielsa fit. I think there's another level. Um, and that's not knocking Dash. I think Dash fit is probably a level above most Premier League teams. But then Bielsa takes it to the next level in terms of fitness. Um, but, yeah, disappointed. Obviously, we didn't get the win. I, um, it, a fortunate goal for them as well. I, I think we defended well. Like people say, like, oh, we shouldn't have sat back. And I agree with that. I've said that myself just now. And I said it in the 60-second review that you can find on YouTube. Um We should have carried on doing because we were on top. We should have carried on doing what we are doing. We were on top and we might have even got a second. Who knows? But we sat back invited pressure. We did well with the majority of that pressure. We helped. uh, We defended well. Leeds didn't create anything. And even the goal, it's it's a lucky goal. They have not created anything. But that's the problem with sitting back. When you invite all this pressure... Sometimes it just cracks and it's not your fault. Sometimes someone just sticks a screamer in the top bin. Sometimes, you know, there's a deflection. Sometimes it's an own goal. It's not always your fault. I think on this occasion, we just sat back too early for too long and we defended well. The goal, as I've said, wasn't our fault. I'll look at it again in a minute. Um, decent finish by Bamford, but, you know, it's fallen to him out after a deflection. Um, but, yeah, let's give it a watch then. Oh, one thing, actually. No, 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 no. One thing, actually. Let's, let's just get into this Leeds fans crying. I've had enough, man. And I'm going to... I saw um, Joe Skinner. A lot of you will know Joe Skinner. He's a friend of the podcast. I saw him before before the game against Leeds. And he said, you know, well done on sort of like calling these negative fans out. And I think I said it on the podcast last week, you know, people stop mourning and stuff. And I'm going to use it now to call Leeds fans out. And I'll probably get loads of shit on on YouTube. I don't care. The only challenge that Leeds have a, a, a case with is the Ashley Barnes challenge. He was very lucky. Um, the one on Dallas. Um, again, I've not seen it again, it's just my take of it on the time. Uh, and I have seen a challenge, I have seen actually that one on, on Twitter, so sorry to tell a lie. I have seen that one again, but all these screenshots that go around on Twitter after matches, why can't you just record the actual challenge? The only one I've seen a recording of is the Barnes one because that was the one that was an actual, like, really bad challenge that you can look at and think is fortunate there, especially in the second half. I think there was another occasion in the second half where he could have got a second yellow and he didn't. Uh, But even the challenge on Dallas, um, which I think is the the one where he got booked for. Again, I'll I'll watch the video in a minute. It was very high. It was very reckless. It was quite dangerous. Uh, And I owe my hands up to that one. I think that was silly from Ashley. Um, It's part of his game, though. He plays on the edge. I'm not making excuses. I'm saying that's why he did it. He he probably should have been sent off, either then or or for the second yellow. But all these screenshots flying around of these challenges where a bit of contact is made. Screenshots do not... Tell the full story. Put a recording up there. Football is a contact sport. Contact is, go- contact is going to be made. You're as bad as Liverpool fans at this stage. In fact, you're not because your st- Leeds have forgotten about it already, to be fair. I still see a few Liverpool fans crying about um, a- again a-, a game the other day which didn't have any yellow cards in it between Burnley and Liverpool. The Leeds won. Ashley Barnes probably should have gone, especially for that second yellow. But I saw screenshots of Ben Mee challenges. I saw screenshots of um, Charlie Taylor challenges. But no screenshots of this Calvin Phillips stamp on, on Dwight McNeil. One thing I will say about the game is that it was quite fiery. It was a good derby, even though it's not a derby, but you know, a, a Yorkshire, Lancashire derby. And it, it was fiery, and that's what we want. And has come out and said that himself. And, and I think that's what stopped the Leeds fans still going. I think has come out, they hang on his every word, and rightly so, he's done very well for them. They hang on his every word. So he's come out and said it was a fiery game, nothing more. I think the Leeds fans have gone, all right, fair enough. has said that, so... So, yeah, but that, that's the way I took it uh, straight away. I thought it was a fiery game. Both teams were giving just as good as they got. Phillips were going in crunching people. A few other players were going in crunching people. A few bad challenges from Leeds fans, like I said, from Leeds fans, sorry, from Leeds players. There was a stamp from Phillips, which, again, I, I admit I've not seen again, but I remember at the time a few people around me and, 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 and me myself seeing it as a stamp. Um. So I, I don't understand... The tears, to be honest. I don't understand all this screenshots and all this, you know, ridiculous tears on, on Twitter. It's a man's game. It's a physical game. The Ashley Barnes one, yeah, probably a red. But these challenges that, you know, ben, me, and Charlie Taylor were doing, contact is going to be made. They weren't leg breakers, like I've heard some people say. I thought Lee, I, 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 I know Peter Leeds fans get a stick and stuff, and, you know, every fan base has got their idiots, but I genuinely thought Leeds fans were better than that. However, it did tend to be, um, a lot of the younger ones complaining and stuff, and it does tend to be that sort of generation. Having said that, I had a a colleague who's in his 30s, I think, um, sort of like saying that they should have all been reds, should have been three reds or something, or a few leg breakers or whatever. They weren't leg breakers. Contact is going to be made. It's a man's game. Let's get on with it. Let's stop crying. Anyway, let's look at the game. Uh, Just watching it on YouTube then. Uh, I don't remember this chance here. I think this might be the Barnes challenge, actually, just going on about it. So Barnes, and, and that's another thing as well, by the way. Can we just... I love Ashley, and the stick that he gets on Twitter is a joke. I think people need to show him far more respect. He's done a lot for this football club. He's been here a long time. But I don't know why he's still starting. I, at this stage, I do not know why he's still starting. But can we, as fans, not constantly slag him off? Because players do see these comments. He has done a lot for this football club as Ashley Balls, and, he, and, and, and in my eyes, is a legend. So I don't understand why he's getting all this stick. Um, but at this stage, it should be Wood and somebody else, probably Vidra. Um, in my view, because Jay and Barnes are quite similar. Uh, having said that, Vidra didn't do very well when he came on. Again, a few people argue he needs a, a, a bigger run than 10 minutes, and, and yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but he didn't really look that interested with my concern, rather than not really getting into the game. Um, but I think for Everton, it's got to be Wooden Vidra. Come on, Daichi, it's got to be Wooden and Vidra. Um, but it's just shown Wood and uh, Barnes, they link up quite well there. Um, Woody's tried to play through, ball through to West End. Oh, that's the, the Gummerson chance. Poor, really, from Gummerson. Uh, he's better than that. It comes to Goodmanson. He's in the box. Uh, to be fair, that the defenders blocking his, his real route to goal. Tell you what I do there. I've just freeze framed it as the ball's coming towards him. What I do there is he, he's hit it first time. I'd try. I say I. I'm I'm not nowhere near obviously as good anywhere near as good as Goodmanson. Probably not even as good as his toddler uh, at this stage uh, to be honest. But what I do is I take a touch, take it outside on the on the outside of the defender, and then use my right foot. He's very left-footed, with Gomes. So that's probably why. But he's a professional footballer; he should be able to do that. Um, but defender did well to cover the angles, though. so no real complaints. I'm just saying what I do. Um, Leeds chance now. Jack Harrison pinging the ball forward. Good ball, that I, I like. Harrison is a good player. Um, and it kind of ends up in a bit of a muffler. Uh, falls to Paddy Bamford, who's given that to. I don't know who it is. Oh, that—that's a chance from Rafinha, isn't it? Yeah. It ends up at Rafinha. And he should have scored that, to be fair. Um, but again, it's probably our defenders. He should get it on target, minimum. He's a good player, Rafinha. He should be getting that on target. That's poor. That's not even a... It's like he's got he got caught in two minds. Like, he's going to put it across goal or put it in the far corner. And in the end, he's done none. Like when I say put it across goal, I mean put it across goal for, for somebody running in. But there's nobody running in. Like Bamford plays the pass. And all right, Bamford should probably carry his run on. But he doesn't. He stops. Yeah, Bamford's. Oh no, Bamford peels to the penalty area, to be fair. Um, and he's put it across goal. So I think that's probably where the confusion is. Um, Leeds are poor on the ball. There's a chance here um, where uh, we caught them out. I don't know who we've caught out. we caught them out in possession. It's normally when you play Leeds, they're normally the ones caught catching you out in possession. But in this case, we, we played them at their own game and I think we did very, very well. Ends up to a cross into Barnes there. Uh, and that would never... I uh, sit in the Jimmy McIlroy stand. I remember that one now. We were never going in. We were never on target. And Meslier... He parries it out for a corner. Poor, poor. Um, A a corner here, not from that corner, a different corner. corner here for Burnley. Ball in, bit of a scramble. uh, And then Leeds do what Leeds do and break from it, but nothing comes of it. Oh, you know what? I didn't know that that happened. I did not know that that happened. Obviously, I went on the game. I sit in the Jimmy Mac, as I've just mentioned. This is in front of the cricket field end. Patrick Bamford nearly scored an on goal he heads it against the bar. Oh, that would have been... That would have been beautiful. That would have... If Paddy Bamford scored an own goal, that would have been beautiful. But in the end, he scored against us, so never mind. But we weren't lucky there. Confusion. Leeds are poor on set pieces, and I'm disappointed we didn't manage to capitalise on that. Anyway, second half. Ball in from Dwight. Header from tarke Was that a save from Meslier? I remember at the time thinking it was a save. But it looks there to me like it's hit the bar. This is where we score anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So it doesn't really matter anyway. So this is the goal. And again, I said earlier, I said Chris Wood knew what he was doing and he got a touch and he angled it. It hits Meslier. Am I pronouncing that right? Probably not. That's a good... No, that's a good save there. That is a great save. That good save from Tarki's error. Then a bit of... Bit of ping-pong in the Burnley penalty area. Appeals for Ball. Referee saying chest. Load of crap. Amball mate. Falls to And I remember at the time shouting, Louts is going to score. And it goes to Woody. He, he does get a touch. But I thought he got more of a touch than he did. Just showing the angle here, the tight angle. Yeah, definite touch. And that's that's why Meslier can't get his hand on it, obviously. Um, I am going to say Meslier should probably be saving that. But again, the little touch that Woody... He's obviously gone for the shot. Um, So it's good that Woody got that touch, obviously. Um, But I thought he got more of a touch, if I'm being honest. I thought he got more of a touch. But he gets a touch and he takes it away. Uh, And then we sit back and then in comes a Leeds pressure. Um, And this is. Oh, yeah. We can't. I remember I said at the time, to be fair, I said at the time to my dad, I said, we can't. It's such a lucky Leeds goal. Um, and, And it's that from our point of view. Um, they'll see it as pr- uh, the, the pressure was relentless and eventually, you know, they've managed to, you know, bundle it all along, which is fair enough. I'm sure we'd say the same for Burnley. But the way it just falls to Bamford, who's hitting that? 46? No idea. Shackleton, is it? Yeah, Shackleton. And it just hits Ben me. Then Bamford reacts quite well. I'll give him that. He reacts quite well. But it just falls to him, sticks a toe out. So unlucky for us that. And he thinks he's Billy Big Bollocks because he's scored a deflected goal against us in a penalty. Oh, it's so unlucky that, but and, and as I was saying, I said to my dad at the time, we can't really complain that their goal was quite a lucky box bundle deflection thing, because our goal was the exact same thing. Um, my summary of the game, again, just after watching it, is I felt like both teams uh, didn't really do that much. Um, I thought we were the better side on the balance of play throughout, and I think you couldn't really have left that game with a Burnley win and, and any set of fans gone, well, that's bullshit. We should have, you know, that shouldn't have been a win for Burnley, should I say. Um two scrappy goals um, in a scrappy game uh, and a fiery game. I know football's changed and I respect that football's changed. And maybe it's because I'm in my thirties that I still like a game like that. Um, But you, there's a lot of people who are my age and older that now don't want these sort of games and they want all these fanny fart games that are on TV all the time and things like that. And, you know, that you see like in the, in League 1 and stuff like that and La Liga, that's not, what we've been brought up on, that's not the football that we enjoy. I enjoy a good battle like that, and that's what this game was. It was a good battle, and I enjoyed it. Lee's gave as good as it got in the foul department and, and, and things like that. I'll close that cause it's just going to show the replay of Banford scoring and it's just going on around me again. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that game. A good battle. I wish games were like that more often rather than just a bit of a chess match. That's what football's about. Nice battle, some you know, a few robust challenges, and as I've mentioned, probably the only unfair one in that was uh, Ashley Barnes on Dallas, which I haven't seen against Sky Sports didn't put it in their um, highlights. I'm sure if I went on the lead highlights, they'd show it. Probably have 15 different angles of replays on it. Um, but yeah, I love a good battle like that, and I, I wish more games were like that, um, to be honest. Right, so that were my thoughts on the Leeds game. Now it's time to look at the transfer window. Um, I think we've had a very good window. I put on Twitter this week, and in fact, I will actually use this time now uh, to get my post up and read some of the comments um, on the posts. I put it on uh, Twitter, I put it on Facebook, and I put it on um, Instagram as well. If you don't already, please go and find... Find us on all the social medias. Uh, give us a follow. It's just, If you just search Turfcast Podcast in all of them, you will find us. Uh, and if you're not already and you're watching this here on YouTube, please give us a subscribe. We've uh, hit 530-odd subscribers now. The next target is obviously 1,000, so we're hoping to get to that one um, as soon as we possibly can. So uh, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, please do. But, yeah, I put on Twitter... Uh, I'll uh, read the tweet out for those of you that didn't see it. Five incomings then for Burnley. How do you rate our window out of ten? I would personally give it a seven and a half. I feel, as I put on my personal Twitter, we've brought in a player with Champions League experience in Maxwell Corner, who is quite exciting. He's got pace. Uh, he's got skills, um, and he. I feel he could be. I won't say the missing piece of the jigsaw because I don't. I still feel there's areas where we, you know, we need to improve. But in terms of our attacking and our lack of creativity, I think he really can help. Like the Leeds game was a perfect example. All the ball, without creating any chances. And and even though Dwight McNeil played really, really well, in fact, for me, he was the man of the match, Dwight McNeil, on that Leeds game. It's because I think um, opposition teams know that we only have one creative player. So all of their defensive setup is around stopping the delivery from Dwight McNeil. All right. Lawton can come in with a decent whip every now and then, and as can Charlie Taylor. I thought them two both played well against Leeds. But again, I saw some people saying Charlie Taylor was quite poor. I thought he played well. He, he can get found out defensively, and I think that's where it comes from. But going forward, he's he's so good as Charlie Taylor. I love him. Um but I feel like Maxwell Corney and Connor Roberts, who we'll get into in a bit, they can be like sort of like the change in our attacking setup. I feel like we should. I know there's been a few sort of like weird formations I've seen on Twitter this week, and I won't call anyone out, but there's been a few people sort of like saying like five at the back with three in the middle. I, I Honestly, I'd go simple enough. I'd go four three three now with the sort of like I said it on the preview show for the Leeds game, didn't I? A four three three, which turns into a four five one without the ball, because um, flu- formations are quite fluid these days. When when people say oh, let's go four four, oh you're only playing four four two, let's go four three three. Formations change when you're on the ball and when you're without the ball. So what I'd do, I'd go 4-3-3 three, three with the front three of obviously Wood in the middle. And then I'd have uh, Dwight on the left and Maxwell on the right and just keep switching them to around underneath Wood. So then them two can get on the ball, drive forward and then put the ball in for Wood. If you give Chris Wood good service, he will score goals. We, we know that. He's in his what his fourth season now at Berlin. He's scored 10 goals every single season. like More than 10 goals, should I say. I think it were 10 last season and 14 the previous two. So we need to get Chris Wood Service, we need to get the ball to Chris Ward, and I think Corny will really take the pressure off Dwight. And now they know these opposition teams that they can't just bulk up on, on, on Dwight. They're sorry, they can't sort of like man mark Dwight out of the game. They're going to have to spread their defensive setup across the pitch, and that in turn will then create gaps. So I'm looking forward to Corny, he's probably the more the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, Lennon is now we've brought Corny in. I don't mind him coming in. Is he's, he's good for another body. Again, I thought it was quiet when he came on against Leeds. Um, didn't really do much. Um, the game had started turning then at that point to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I like Lennon. Uh, he said at the time he didn't want to leave, Dyshi didn't want to leave, uh, didn't want him to leave. It was a, a Mike Garlic thing, obviously. Um, trying to save money. Uh, and now he's back and we have Corney. I'm not bothered that he's back. Is he's, he's another body. So when Corney or Dwight are tired, um, and JBG's injured again, which I'm probably sure will be soon, then Lennon can come on. But even now, the options that we've got off the bench in the attacking sense have suddenly got so much better because we have Lennon and Corney coming in. So as I've said, I play 4-3-3 with Corney and um, Dwight on either side of air. So like as forward rolls, uh, I know a few people want to see Dwight as a number 10, which I'm not adverse to. Um, I just think get the service to Wood and, and, and the best service forward is crosses. Um because that's where he's really good with his head. Um, and then you've got JBG to go off the bench when he's not injured. So say if Dwight or, or Corney are tired, uh, you can have JBG coming off the bench. And then you've got Lennon as well. Uh, so we suddenly now the bench is looking a bit better. Collins, obviously he's been here for a while now. Um, I'm happy with Collins. He's young. Um, he's going to be here a while. Uh, he's obviously he's obviously a made-for-made made replacement for when Tarky leaves at the end of the year. Uh, so I'm happy with that one. Uh, it looks like he's, you know, he played very well against, who was it in the cup? Newcastle. Played very well there. Um, so yeah, I'm happy we've got Collins. Uh, Hennessey did very well at Newcastle. I said my bit on Hennessey when he came in. There was a lot of negativity towards Hennessey. And I said it last week on the podcast, I think as well. Uh, buzzing that he's come in. Uh, oh, buzzing is probably a bit of an old statement, let's be honest. Happy is coming. Um, and it's good because Bailey's now doing very well at Sheffield Wednesday and getting game time. And that's what we need from Bailey. If you want Bailey to play, for Burnley like when he's older. He's, he's going to have to get game time. And Hennessy is happy to be a number two. And Bailey might have been, but he needs to develop. That's the thing with Bailey. He needs to be playing. He needs to develop. And, and I think right now, Hennessy eh, is better than Bailey. He's come in. He did a good job, at, um, like I said, at Newcastle. Whereas when Bailey were playing last year, there were a few decent games in the Cups, if I remember rightly. But sort of like the Premier League games, I think we could see that he wasn't good enough. Um, so happy with that one. And And Connor Roberts... He's one that I think has gone under the radar because they're all very, very excited about corner. But Conor Roberts is a brilliant footballer. He's a very, very good fullback, And I think he will be pushing Lawton for his place straight away. Honestly, I really do. Um, I think Lawton will, will probably play the majority of the games between now and the end of the season. But I do think Dwight... Dwight? Uh, I, I don't know why I said Dwight. Mixed it between Dwight and Dash. But I do think Dash will... Um. You know, like how we mixed it with Bardo and Louts in previous seasons. I think that's now going to be what he's going to do. He's going to mix it with Roberts and Louts. Um, And it is very good. He, g- he gets forward very, very well. Um, he did very good at the Euros. He scored a goal, if I remember rightly, against Turkey um, in Afghanistan. Um, so I'm very happy with Roberts. And I think that one's gone under the radar. And I think he's going to do very, very well. Uh, I think he it, reminds me of Trippier. I'm not saying he's going to go on and win the Liga and, and play you know, in a World Cup semi-final in a year, well he's Welsh so of course he's not going to play uh, in, a, in a in a European final um, apologies to the, the Welsh fan that uh, watches um, but I, I like him and I know the Welsh fan as well, trying to get you back on side mate him I know he likes him a lot as well, he's got a lot of good things to say about him and he's very good, he did well for Wales, he's done well for Swansea, he's even played in the Premier League for Swansea so I, I'm really happy with that 7.5, there's still areas where I would have liked us to strengthen, uh, a number 10 we were looking at and I do understand that that is somewhere that we need strengthening. But I think that, to me, suggests that Daesh isn't going to play Dwight in a number 10 if he were going to bring in a number 10. He obviously sees him as either a forward or, or, a, or a winger. or Some people want him as a wing-back, but I don't think Daesh will see him as that. Uh, but let's have a look at what your comments was. Uh, Burnley, fan, sorry, Burnley Info Indonesia uh, says, I'll give the window a solid eight. Uh, this transfer feels surreal. Uh, this transfer window feels surreal and makes me believe that we are going to finish top 15 at least. Can't wait to see Cornea and Roberts play. Lennon and Hennessy provide solid backup as well. Collins is awesome as well. Truth Seeker says eight out of 10. As we have two new players who should make the starting 11, which we haven't really strengthened since 2017 18. That's what we say. We haven't brought in a new player for the starting 11 since we brought in Chris Wood in 2017. Roberts and Cornea are both young and exciting players. We have needed a new right back for two years now. Yeah, uh, I like Lawton, uh, but the fact that he's on the wrong side of his 30s and Bardo's the wrong side of 35 just means we need a new right-back because of that. Hennessy allows Bailey to get first-team football, although Lennon's, Lennon is a step backwards, he says. Um, he also says, Alan Base has sold our club to some exciting, quality young players and brought much-needed pace. Into the team. I see what he did there, mate. Nick Walton says a big step towards rectifying the neglect shown towards our maintenance in transfers over the last three years. A dig at Mike Garlick there. Obviously, looked at options for a number 10, but um, right fit, not quite there. Uh, couldn't have done much more, in my opinion. Nine out of 10. Uh, Lord Waft. I don't doubt that's his real name. Sam. Um, Lord Waft says, Very happy with the intent. I'd give it a nine. Lennon obviously wasn't supposed to be going anywhere anyway. Hennessy proved his worth already. Roberts is a brilliant fit for us. Collins is a shoe in And Cornier, well, I've seen footage of him that made my hair curl. Cool. Jacob Duckworth says, Solid window. Backup keeper with experience. center off made me think Tarkey was going, but from what I've heard, he's meant to be quality. Um, same with Roberts, a creative right back, just what we need. Lennon is a tough one. Looked lost against Leeds when coming on. Coney is a quality side. I do think Lennon looks poor against Leeds, but I'll give it benefit of doubt for now because, as I said, the game the game were turning at that point, and let him get you know some more fitness in him, then and, uh, and then we'll see see where we're at. Bradley says eight point five out of ten. Very good incomings. And one of the first windows where we have shot abroad and actually shown some ambition. The only negative, I think, is that we let a promising young player in Benson go on the cheap. I forgot about that. I'll be honest. I forgot about that. Um, but what I have with the Benson thing, what I will say with the Benson thing, is there's not really much you can do when a player wants to leave. He wanted to leave because he wanted to play games. Is he good enough to displace Cork and Westwood and, and Brown at the minute in the centre midfield? I don't think he is. He wanted to leave. I would have preferred to see him leave on a loan. Um, but he wanted to leave. So I don't really think the club could have done much there. But yeah, it it is a good point that you made there, mate. Um, Alfie Hookham says, garlic set the club back years. uh, Pace has started to readdress it. Good start. Still work to do, though, but the signs are very promising. Uh, Jens Turfing says, uh, compared to the past windows, this must be a 12 out of 10. Philip Finger, I'm not laughing at his last name, I promise, says, compared to the last several windows, a 10. But overall, I'd say a solid 8 out of 10. Well done. Uh, by pace and team got younger and provides Dash with plenty of options. Last couple, Ash BFC, sorry, BFC Ash uh, says before Sunday, five out of 10. After today is obviously referring to uh, the transfer deadline. And um, we now, uh, eight out of 10. We now know what to expect in January. And number 10, Dash will sign his contract. We have a backup for every position. Alan Pace, you've done a brilliant job on improving the squad. Friend of the podcast, Stuart Rhodes says it is what we needed. Very happy with the players that we have been brought in, that have been brought in, sorry. Add much-needed pace, see what you did there, and experience to what we already have, 8 out of 10. Uh, t- 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 Phil Story, last one. Apologies if I've not managed to read yours out. We have we did get quite a few across all three platforms, so thank you so much for that. Please keep providing all your comments and stuff. Um, it helps the page grow. Uh, Phil Story says, it's a start and a reasonable start to the new regime. Hopefully, get Sean Dyche sign his new contact, uh, contract. Persuade Target to stay so we can build around him. Uh, and Burnley official can stay in the Premier League for season to come. January window, a more important one now, uh, to build on what we have started. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. And one thing I'll say on the talking one is, uh, again, I know nothing. Um, I will put that out there. I know people sometimes think that, you know, due to um, the contacts, that we might know some things. But there. If, 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 Sean, if James Tarkovsky signs a new contract, then there has been a monumental change of heart. Uh, I could, the way he is, I can just tell he's uh, he's got his sights set somewhere else. Um, but that's not to say he's not playing well for us because he is. And he, I, I think that's an absolute credit to him. He's not he's not down tools like some players have in the past. <coughs> Gibson is not decided to just have a cry about things. He hasn't got his own way with the move, but he knows if he keeps his head down all season and plays well again, the move that he wants, he will get. And the fact that he's going to be free at the end of the season, it is not really going to be a risk to anybody. Um, so I think he could end up getting quite a decent move because uh, um, there's going to be no, like I said, no risk there. Uh, and people can just have him on a free and just pay him X amount of money per week. Um, and I think um, it'll be a big miss. But, you know, I'll be very, very surprised if he signs a new contract. Watch this. By the time I get this podcast out, he'll sign a new contract. And if that is the case, I'm not going to re-record it. You can all start off. Um, I'll just look like an idiot instead. Just have a quick look on the Burnley Twitter, just in case there's any new contracts. No, there isn't. Um, Just Conor Roberts' FPL price, which is apparently 4.5 million quid. But we haven't done an FPL this year, so we won't talk about that too much. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for this week's podcast. Obviously, there's no game this weekend. uh, International break. England are playing tonight at the time of recording this because I'm recording it on Thursday. It's going to be released for Patreons straight away. I'm going to get it out of Patreons Now. Straight away, it's half patrons. Like I said, they get early podcast release. The rest of you, you can have it on Friday morning. Um, so, obviously, England will already know the result by then. So, fingers crossed, they've got a, a good win. Um, I know a lot of people don't like following England. I've always said I like following England. I've followed them to France, I've followed them to Portugal. Uh, I went on the semi final against Denmark at Wembley in the summer. Um, still gutted, genuinely, still gutted. We didn't win the Euros. Um, it's one of them things, isn't it? At 33 now, start thinking like, was that the best chance you'll ever have to see England win something? And my dad's in his sixties as well. Um, although he does say he kind of remembers him winning the um, World Cup, but he was seven at the time, so I don't really. So I want, I want to, I want to experience England winning something with me dad, and I think that was a chance for us to have that. And I think, obviously, unfortunately, we didn't, we didn't manage it. Um, so fingers crossed, we can get the win tonight against Hungary in Budapest. Lovely city, by the way, I recommend if you haven't already been. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this week's Turfcast podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube. Feel free to help us out by subscribing to Patreon. There's obviously no pressure whatsoever, but you do get benefits for that. And all the Patreons will, of course, as I mentioned last week, get priority on the sort of like the review shows uh, and the and the, uh, the round round table sort of like talk shows that we're going to do. So if you want to go and see like a seat on any of them, um, then just head to patreon.com slash turfcast and you'll be helping us out loads honestly it's i think it's three pound a month the one thing you can have at the minute um it's not you know it's the price of a coffee these days isn't it it's not even that i, I think i got i got my standard my standard drink from starbucks yesterday which is uh, a medium peppermint latte if you haven't tried it get the peppermint sauce in it by the way it just tastes like a hot arrow, or a salmon cold it is delicious and uh, that's like 3.40 these days. It's scandalous. So for less than a price of a coffee, you can help out your favorite Burnley podcast or your second favorite Burnley podcast or even your third, because I think there's another one out now. Um, and your it could, we could even be your third favorite Burnley YouTube page now. But it's good to see that, you know, there's so many different options out there. I watch the other channels. I listen to the other podcasts. It's always a good thing to have uh, and a good thing to do. So shout out to everybody for creating content. It's good to see content. Um, so I'm happy with that. But, yeah, if you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube. Please give us a like on um, Facebook. Please give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, thanks for listening. And I will see you for a pre-game show for the Everton game because that's obviously the next in, isn't it, now? Um, I'll see you for a pre-game show uh, for the Everton game. We'll get an Everton fan on, friend of the podcast, Owen. It might be Owen if he sorted his internet out. Um, if not, I'll just use an Everton channel uh, like I did last time, actually. Um, but, yeah, thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.